y'all notice I always wear a hat, right? Yerp. So this this is really with the yerp. <laughs> this is a hat we've seen uh, many times throughout lessons learned. I wear this one often. However, it is not the hat that you've seen on lessons learned. If that makes sense, does it make sense, Chris? I have no clue what you're talking okay. about right now. So I didn't know you wore hats. I'm confused oh, me neither. Right now. I wore so <laughs> I wore this hat for work uh, last week on the train. Oh. <laughs> Long, long story short, it not only blew off my head while we were going about 70 miles an hour, but it also got ran over by the train. Uh, what? Yeah. So, therefore, this is not the hat because the hat is dead. Rest in peace, old hat. You only lasted a, a couple months, but you were a great yeah. hat while you were with us. And uh, now we have a new hat, the same hat replacing the old hat. Flat as a pancake on some train track. Oh, it's not flat. It's cut in half would be my guess. <laughs> oh my it is in gosh. multiple pieces somewhere That's between uh, Harrison and Carney. So. It's it's just dust in the wind at this point. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it's it's big dead. It was I, I told she Chris, gone. when I told Chris the story, um, I was less mad because there was almost like instant closure. It was like, okay, I, there's there's no way I'm getting this hat back. Like, even if I did, it's it's dead. It's destroyed, so. <laughs> it, I for a second I was like fuck, and then after that I was kind of like yeah, it was kind of funny. <laughs> so yeah, it's like you just experienced all the all the steps of like grief right there. You accepted it in the end and thought it was hilarious. Yeah, literally like within a, like a fifteen second period, I went through the whole thing and then I was over it. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, new hat. And the new hat was born. The new hat was born. So let's hope this guy lasts a little bit longer than the last one. Born again hat. Anywho. Uh, if you're wondering what this has to do with today's episode, it has absolutely nothing to do with it. I just thought it would be a funny story to share with, with y'all to start off yes, today's thanks. episode where we're going to be talking about a little bit more of a serious topic. And that is mm. how micromanagement can kind of affect uh, your productivity and, you know, kind of when it's too much and when it's needed. So Chris, why don't you bring us home, start it up. Rip to the hat. Rip to the just hat. one last moment of silence. <gasps> cool. She gone. Pouring that's, out. That's the moment. I yeah, would, it was but like, we're it was in like my room. I don't want to pour one out on the carpet. No, you're good. Yeah. Micromanagement, man. Uh, if you've worked anywhere ever in your entire life, I bet you've dealt with micromanagement. It's a very common, unnecessary, terrible thing that I don't like. Um, I don't think there's any positive. Uh, there's no positive. No positivity to it. No. All right. So. <laughs> Let me preface this episode by Randy got a workout in. All right. <laughs> Let me restart. <laughs> Wake up at 8 a.m. I am I'm half asleep. Send some gibberish message that Randy was like, is that even English to the chat? It turns out Jared is good to go. Jared turns on his computer, forgot his laptop charger. It's at 3%. He's not recording today. Uh, where is it? At his girlfriend's house. Did he go get it and record anyway? No, he did not. Rip to Jared. Um... Everybody's ripped. Then, Randy was like, I'm going to go to the gym then. And I was like, I'm going to go to the gym then too. And I was like, Talon, can you make this episode? Yeah. 12.30. Long story short, it's 11. Told him 12.30. We're here. We're here. We're recording, right? Sick. Saturday afternoon. I'm hyped up. I had pre-workout for the first time ever. Oh. He's got the pre-workout is, jids. I actually kind of have that no too coffee. because I haven't taken it in like a week. So I'm, I'm with yeah. you there. 
this is no coffee this is just straight caffeine to the dome in the bloodstream dog like i'm wired anyway welcome micromanagement sucks um yeah yeah no i brought it back (laughs) i'm like the king of transitions it does it doesn't even tie in it just it just did we've been going for four minutes and nothing has had anything to do with the episode (laughs) Correct. Uh, I mentioned micromanagement like three times. How many times you mentioned it? Okay. Yeah, like seven. Anyway, <gasps> tied it in. Yeah. Um, so if you've worked, uh, what 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 are your thoughts on micromanagement? First off, leave it in the comments because I want your opinion before you listen to this rest of the rest of this episode. Like, do you think it's ever good? Do you think it's ever necessary, or do you think it's just an evil, or maybe a necessary evil? Um, yeah. To me, I hate it. I think it. I think it undermines your your uh subordinates um it, it shows you don't have trust in them in my opinion um i could talk about a recent example i think we all can um I'm at work make a schedule i'm in charge of making schedules now well i have the power to make the schedule now um the power so <laughs> today or this week past week i was like you know what guys i got it first off got in super early Hit the gym Monday morning. You saw it on the story. Jared Rumsey was rowing, looking like a beast. Mm. Um, again, Rich Jerry's not here. Whatever. But started out Monday morning strong and then went to work. And I was like, you know what? Looked at everyone's schedule. Like, that, you know, for the Air Force, you kind of block out, like, everything you're doing throughout the week on this on this program. Um, so that's kind of what we build the schedule off of to see who's free, who's not flying and all that stuff, who's actually coming into the office. Um, I was like, you know what? It's short manning this week. Everyone's pretty busy. Y'all be adults. And if you're not doing anything, come to work. Like, it's on you. And it was a trial, right? It was a trial. It worked great. Everyone came in when they weren't working, when they weren't, like, flying or had appointments or anything. Everyone came in. I think it was the most productive week we've had in that office since I got there. And because people were just, like, happy. Like, in all right, this is how I view it, my perspective, right? People were treated like adults. They came into work. If nothing was going on, I was, since I'm in like a leadership role now, I kicked them out. I was like, go home. There's nothing going on. No reason for you to be here. That's better than being scheduled for four hours and you just show up because you're on the schedule. Like, why? Why is that a thing? Um, Where it went negative was, I just got a message this weekend and it was like, a schedule was has reappeared again. There was now another schedule for next week. And it doesn't have me working every day. But I'm supposed to be working every day and going to work every day. So why is there even a schedule? And then it had people who are deploying like literally next week coming in. I was like, did, did you even like look at what people have going on? Or like, I told you like this is this worked. Um, it was just, so that was kind of annoying. I felt like undermined. Right. Um, and that's that's kind of my my uh, my example of micromanagement. And then like within the office, it's like. It's very, uh, hey, look at this. Did you do this? Did you do this? And I like already knocked it all out. So, you know, have faith in your people. I'm not mad or anything. It's just like something I noticed. Um, and it kind of deters people from wanting to do their, their best job, correct? Would you guys agree? I would agree. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, sometimes when, like, sometimes you might even just be spiteful because of it. Like, someone would just be like, yeah, I'm not going to do the work because you're telling me to do the work. Yeah, right? So, like, have faith in your people. Again, I understand if you give, you know, the benefit of the doubt and they just don't show up. Like I was keeping tabs on the people. Don't like, trust me. I was keeping tabs of who came in and who didn't 
because I wanted to see if it would work and people were adults and it worked beautifully. Like a 19 year old kid came to work every day and like grinded away. And then when he was done early, I was like, go home, bro. Like, I don't need you. And like, to me, that speaks, that's what I wanted as a, as a kid, as a young airman. And, uh, I love that. Well, I, I mean, love that. I can remember the example a few months back where you were going through kind of yeah. like the same thing where, you know, the, the person above you is just having you come to work just for the sake of having you come to work. Like you could have no work to do, or you'd be, ha- yeah. you'd ha- they want you there for eight hours and you do all your work in three and then you just sit there yep. and do nothing for five hours. It's like, why, what am I doing here? Yeah, it is the worst. And now my biggest gripe about our society is, well, you're getting paid to do that job. So you're just going to sit there. Why? There are so many better things that I can do with my life during that time. So if I come in and grind, that's the beauty of salary. Um, You know, if you're on salary, it almost motivates people to go in, get all the work done as as quick as they can correctly, obviously. Um, And then like work on them. Work on themselves. Go to school on your off time. Get certs on your off time. Talon's just got like a ton of certs. He's been he's been grinding away, man. Um, and you know it's just it's micromanagement. It, it it really grinds my gears, dude. I don't get like pissed off. Like in that situation, I was just not happy with life. But like currently, it's just like one of those things. Like maybe I should have to talk with someone. Like communicate. Like hey, you know, I noticed this was going on. Um, this is kind of how I perceive it. What do you think? And then see how it plays from there. Which I think I might do next week. Let me just say. Um, that's been one of the best parts about my new job is, uh, I don't get micromanaged. Like they kind of just like, I, I tried to write out the, out the gate prove that like, you know, I was a good worker and like, you weren't going to have to babysit me or like, tell me what to do. Like I would like, if I knew what I had to do for the day, I would go seek out what I had to do and do it. And that's what I did. And now what's nice is like, nobody bothers me. Like there's times where I don't, I might not see my boss for like two or three days and I'm not getting like phone calls and texts or, you know, having him show up where I'm at and be like looking for, Oh, where's Randy? What's he doing? What's, what's Randy doing? Like he, he knows that I'm just going to go do my work and he leaves me alone. Mm -hmm. Like he knows that I'm not the one he has to worry about as far as like, all right, I don't have to worry about Randy because I know he's going to like, he's doing something to make the company money, like whatever he's out doing. So I'm not worried about him. It's like now this guy, on the other hand, I might stay on top of a little more because I know, if I don't, you know, he's going to like spend three hours in the bathroom or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't ask me how I know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean like I, I know you asked in the beginning, you know, is there a time and place for micromanagement? And I would say yes, just to an extent because there's mm-hmm. like, there's quote micromanagement in the sense that like, you know, if you have a employee who's not doing their work and they're not getting things done and you're paying them to do a job and they're not doing it, okay, well, you got to follow up and be like, what is, what, what's this guy's deal? Like, how come he's here eight hours a day and he's not getting all the work he's supposed to get done finished? But then there's yeah. like, you know, if you trust me to do a job and then you, you, like, you give that job to me and you send me to go do it and then you're on top of me every five minutes, oh, do it this way, oh, do it that way. That's where I think micromanagement becomes more of a problem. It's like, mm-hmm. you've trusted me to do a job. Let me do it. You're taking, you're, like, it's taking more time. It's less efficient that you're, like, critiquing and you're on top of every move I make. And you're not just letting me finish it. And then when you ask, like, how come it didn't get done? It's like, well, I had to stop 15 times because 
you didn't like how I was doing this, or you were asking me about why did I do this and why did I do that. How about just let me do the job and get it done? Yeah. As long as it's done correctly, right? Like right. there's no right. Like there's not one way to skin a cat, as the old saying goes. Exactly. But yeah, so that's and it just kind of it kind of demeans like you don't feel like you have authority, right? Or like you're entrusted to do the job that they ask you to do. Exactly. Um, I mean, like you know, there's yeah, obvious it, stuff. If they say cut out a circle and I cut, I start cutting out a square. <laughs> yeah. You might ask, like, what are you doing? But. If right. I if I decide to cut my circle counterclockwise and you just like to cut your circle clockwise, then it's like, why don't you just let me cut the circle and then we'll see where, where we're at after that? You know, that's a funny like analogy. analogy, right? Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> let me that's cut awful. my circle, man. God damn it! That's a good quote. If I that's start trying quote. to put the circle in the triangle hole, then we might have a problem. But <laughs> we'll go from there. <laughs> I mean, that's that's an important like perspective to see. Like management in general is like what matters is the end results. How you mm-hmm. get there, I mean, that could be up to, like, however, like, the individual decides to do it. Like, I mean, one person might be more efficient doing it one way than you are. So, like, there's no reason to be, sta- like, to hovering over them and telling them exactly the way that you do it because they might be more creative and figure out in a better way. But the end result's the same, and they didn't mess anything up, so let them be. Yeah, I think it. I think it, a good way to kind of combat this is maybe, like, hey – like what we do in the air force is kind of kind of good right i i enjoy this uh we say hey technique only this is how i do it not saying like as an evaluator right like you kind of say that stuff um technique only this is how i do it this is like in my mind this is the most efficient way but you don't have to do it this way um and then they they might turn around and show you an even better way but now if you're like all right do it this way click that button right now and now next button you're gonna click is this one like I'm not, dude, like, shut up, get away from me, you know, like, let me do the job, um, yeah, and there's also, like, defining micromanagement, I would say, uh, it's not just, you know, asking someone to do it and just checking up on them, it's, like, every little detail, yeah, and, and, like, it's not according to my way, like, it's not my way, why are you doing it this way, you know, if you're, like, a minute late, why are you a minute late, you know, like, stuff like that, so we're not saying don't listen to authority, because it's, it is needed, um, in a job so yeah. yeah well i mean everything's on a everything's on a sliding scale and that's why it's called mm-hmm. micromanagement because yeah management's a thing like just simply managing someone but micromanaging yeah. when you're getting through those small little tiny details it's just like when you want to know every single detail that's going on every like 30 minutes an hour it's just like hey what are you doing where are you at and everything like that uh that's not productive because then that person has to literally drop what they're doing just to respond or do whatever just and then, yeah, just to, I guess, fuel your own ego versus just getting the work done. So, yeah, um, it's it's almost like I don't want to say it's bad management because it might be necessary. It it might be you might have one guy in the shop where he's slacking and therefore it kind of makes it is bad management. <laughs> I was going to say, um, I, I yeah, say, like, at no point, because you could yeah. micromanage that person that's not doing the job correctly. How long are you yeah. going to be doing that? For a year? Like, yeah. if, if if you're doing it for so long, if you feel like you have to do that for so long, at that point, that's just not working. And right. you, have to fig- you have to figure out something else for that person. So that it is just, just bad management if you continue to do something like that. Yeah. Yeah, like pun- like group punishment is never a good thing. Uh, never a good thing because why would you punish the people that are doing well and striving, people. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um I don't I never really understood that logic. That's um, such a big thing but, in sports. 
Yeah. Like I never yeah. like I I never understood like on the the teams that I played on, you know, you, you have like one guy who's slacking or like one guy who's like obviously not trying as hard as the other guys or like there's one guy making more mistakes and not knowing the signs or like whatever. And then we all have to pun- like get punished and I'm like what why am I running extra laps because, you know, <laughs> Johnny doesn't know the signs. Like, come on. Johnny. Good old Johnny. Good old Johnny. <laughs> Yanni. Um, yeah, that's 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 big, man. I just don't like it. I think uh, without naming names in my office, uh, we were like this is like above our office too. We were like just we're just thinking out loud, like, imagine you're the person who is doing the micromanaging. What you're getting paid to do a job and you're wasting that time to to micromanage people below you shouldn't have the time to do that this is true i like, was i thought you were like going a different you, direction because i was going to say to be fair no. to be fair i don't think the people i think a lot of times anyway the people who micromanage i think they don't realize they're doing it mm. i think and i think a lot of times it's I think I personally think a lot of times micromanagement can also come from micromanagement above them. Potentially, yeah. Like you know, I, if, I agree. If you have a guy who's your boss and then he has a boss, and like that yeah. guy's boss is breathing down his neck about every little thing that's getting done, like yeah, this mm. guy's gonna breathe down the people below him about every little thing that's gonna get done because he's like, I want this guy to leave me alone. Like these guys are under True. me. I need this stuff to get done. Because yeah, I, don't I never thought about it like it. that. But now imagine being that third tier person. Oh, right. How exactly. do you have the time? Like, this is just a, a toxic environment, right? Yeah. I hate that term toxic. It's way overused. It but is. that's what it is, right? Um, if if you have the right employees and you're being the most productive you can, micromanagement is not a thing. Well, like, you, you don't need to. You, you empower those below you. You feel empowered and you get the end result done correctly. Yeah. And that is the best management there is. And I've read tons of books on here about this. Um, I can't think of what specific one. It might have been Leaders Eat Last. It's one of them. But uh, if you want to hear some books about business, click the Audible link in our description. Get 30 days for free. It's an affiliate link. Support the show. Help us out. We appreciate you. There's tons of good books. Uh, We mention it every episode. Sometimes at the end. Sometimes right in the beginning. If you want to read. You want to get read too. I say I don't want to read. You want to get but... read to go on to bed. Um, yeah. Listen to some books. Click the link. Sign up for free. Thirty days. And if you like it, keep going. You know, keep bettering yourself, or maybe order some books and read some physical books. You know, take the time out of your day to do that when you're being micromanaged. No, just just kidding. Don't do that when you're being <laughs> micromanaged. <laughs> but learn how to communicate. Learn how a proper business should run, um, and you can nip micromanagement in the bud right yeah so yeah. well um, you you mentioned leaders eat last <clears throat> and while, while that's still kind of on the topic i want to bring up an actual like example from that book um mm. again if you haven't read the book it's a great book and in this book there's an example of basically a company um i believe it's like a factory or something like that but like micromanagement uh also creates like unbalanced uh like it just creates uh, some weird like unbalanced organization because like you have certain people in certain offices and doing certain tasks that might get micromanaged and other people might not be um and in in leaders eat last there's basically like a factory there's like the hr department and then there's like the factory workers and everything and the factory workers are micromanaged to the t they have to like their their time cards have to be perfect 
they ha they can't take breaks except when a bell goes off to tell them you can take a break they they have to if they want to call their family they have to wait for that bell they have to use a payphone to call their families and everything like that that the the people in the hr department don't have that so the people on the factory floor is getting micromanaged. Just like you can take breaks only at these times you can only call your family at these times you get to go home at this time and everything like that um and then it wasn't productive at all um the people on the factory floor were just depressed and they didn't like the environment that they were working in um they weren't trusted with stu with things like uh keys and having access to the resources that they need to they had to go to additional people just to get keys to open up like a closet to get like trash bags or whatever it was that's a form um, in of itself jeffrey yeah, bezos uh, are you listening <laughs> <laughs> yeah and basically a new ceo comes in and they're like no like we're gonna trust you guys as our employees you don't have to take breaks when you like like just depending on when this bell tells you to take breaks you can take a break if you need to take a break uh we're gonna get rid of pay phones if you need to call your family you can call your family uh because you're not productive if you are focused on something else anyways uh like everything and it's just like we're gonna trust you with like getting the resources that you need to get you don't have to go through anything or like anybody in front of you uh get your job like your work done and like that's it and literally like this company was extremely motivated at that point people were working harder and better and everything and just let people do what they're supposed to create because that that's what instead of just talking about all the bad things of micromanagement management let's talk about like some good leadership qualities giving people mm -hmm. the resources that they need to give like creating an organization that they feel trusted in uh and just letting them be uh maybe cr maybe help like create a more organized structure and everything so instead of micromanaging people throughout the day at the beginning of the day you can still manage them give them the tasks that they're supposed to do like you do the organization hey you do this task this task this task give that to them at the beginning of the day and let them figure out how they do it mm -hmm. and not for nothing i mean like what is lessons learned it's you we're here to talk about some of the mistakes that we've made and learned from them if you're micromanaging the people under you they never learn anything like if they're not if just say somebody is doing something improperly they never in a way like never learn how to do it the right way if they can't mm -hmm. learn from their mistakes like if, and then you're you get almost into a cycle where you have to micromanage it's like because if you don't micromanage the people below you don't know what they're doing like let them make mistakes let them learn you know then they'll then they'll know what they're doing and you won't have to worry about it as much I just got thought of something really, really good. Um, Talon, who wrote Leaders Eat Last? I know you know it. Who's the author? I, I don't know it. Why wow, know come it? on. It's, it's Simon it's Sinek. Simon Sinek? Yeah. You knew it. Sick. Uh, another book he has, and this one applies to me personally, just the way I learn, is uh, Start With Why, it's called. Um, actually, Senior Andaza gave it to me, man. I love that guy. He, yeah, he gave me this book. It's uh, instead of micromanagement, instead of do it this way, do it this way, do it this way. How I learn and what this book is all about is here's the task. It needs to be done this way. And here's why explaining that why is so important. That's huge. So, so they can figure out other ways to do this task as long as that meets that why and it's done properly, right? If you're told, I can't think of an example off the top of my head. I'm not that smart, but if you're told to cut a circle, <laughs> because the circle needs to be this diameter and it needs to be this big and it's being used for this and maybe that maybe randy's analogy before with the counterclockwise wouldn't work in that case because maybe it's got it maybe the wood grain has to go a certain way right so it's got to be because it's part of this bigger picture 
So you, you have to go clockwise. If you explain why, why your way, your way is important and like why the way you do it is the way you do it, it eliminates the need to micromanage. It, it allows people to get the same result, maybe a different way, as long as they know what the bigger picture is. And to me, that's massive, man. Like if you empower me to do a job and you give me the why, that it makes a huge difference. I, uh, yeah, in some situations, just giving them the reason why gives them like it makes them understand the purpose. Like in general, like uh, just for example, of like uh, us flying, you might get mad. It's like, oh man, we've been flying like forty hours this week. I'm tired. I I don't like this. We're not getting anything done. But if someone sits down and tells you why you're doing that, it's just like, oh, mm -hmm. that actually makes sense. Like us doing this helps prevent. Like it 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 gives us all these resources or whatever it might be. Like mm -hmm. it, it gives you that purpose. Like. And you, you will like, you'll, it gives you purpose and fulfillment. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. it helps you out in many ways. Just telling people why they're doing something. It's, mm -hmm. it's interesting, Chris, you brought that up. Cause I actually had that conversation with one of my coworkers the other day. Um, really? when we were out, we were out working on New Jersey transit, which I'm currently working on getting qualified for as far as knowing like all the physical characteristics and track rules and everything else. And he asked me a question at one point that. I didn't know the answer to because I hadn't gotten to that point like in studying yet because mm -hmm. I, the way I see it, like there's, I feel like there's an order and like my argument in that case, which I think he kind of saw the, the sense in, I guess was like, why would, why would I know that if I don't know this, mm. it was that kind of thing. So actually uh, to be specific about the example, um, it was a, it's where a speed limit change was, which I have to know. Right. And I didn't mm -hmm. know where the speed limit change was, but to also being fair to me up until last week, had you asked me where we were at that point, I wouldn't have known. Mm. So I kind of said to him, he's like, you got to know these things. And I said, dude, when we were doing this two weeks ago, I couldn't have told you where I was right now. I said, what good is me knowing the speed limit here? If I don't know where I am. Yeah. Like, I think there's a progression in an order. And like, when I said that, I think it kind of like, I think my process of how I'm studying made sense to him, even though it might not necessarily be the way he did it. Because mm -hmm. he kind of like was like, uh, all right, like, I guess that makes sense. Like, you know, he, he didn't really say I was right. Cause I, I don't think he wanted to say I was right. But he tiptoed <laughs> around it. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's important that, you know, if there is a, a certain reason to do so, and that was another thing too. And like, we kind of also had the conversation of like, Hey, you've been studying this for a long time. Like, I thought you would really know more about it by now. And I said to him, well, the other thing too, to be honest is when I first started studying, like I've never done railroading. Like I don't, I didn't know what half the stuff was. Like I could read a rule, but if I didn't know what half the words, like or half the meaning of the rule was the rules, no good to me. Yeah. And that was part of it. And like now that I've done a lot more of it and been out there a lot more, I'm I'm kind of like learning what the the rules mean and like why like you were saying why why the rules are there and it's making a lot more of it make sense. So now my studying process is, is a little better than it was originally, but I think he kind of understands that now where it was where I'm coming from with it that okay, like I'm maybe not studying it the way he would have done it, but I'm doing what works for me and I'm mm. doing what's going to be you know, like kind of make me learn it the best way I can because at the end of the day it's all about kind of like safety and you know knowing where where we are and that kind of stuff and if I 
do it my way, I will feel more confident in it. And I think that's the most important part is like to be the most safe we can and to be the most like adhering to the rules that we can. It's important that I do it a way that works for me. Yeah. And so a good manager recognize that, right? Yeah. Um, and, and when you know the why, like, okay, we, we change speed limits here. Okay. I could tell you exactly where the speed limit changes, but I don't know why. Maybe you enter like a different, uh, different town or uh, what's an example where the speed limit changes. Well, so, um, a, a good example that he had used when we were out there, um, is one of the curves that we go through. There's a big curve we go mm. through and the speed limit changes just before the curve because you're going a lot mm. faster and then you have to slow down when you reach the curve. So yeah. I had said, you know, I answered and I answered incorrectly. I said, um, you know, the, well, the speed limit starts here. He goes, well, why would it start there? Mm. He said, that's, you know, milepost whatever is beyond the curve here. Why would you start the, the speed limit change after the curve? You would start it before. So like that made it make more sense. Yeah. So like when, when you're given that why now you can apply that to future questions or like future, you know, scenarios where like, okay, I know there's a turn coming up here. That means the speed is going to be before that. Like now you understand why. And like that, that goes such a long way. And when you micromanage someone, it would be like, where exactly the speed limit change? And without giving you why. Right. Like, well, it changes the mile mark at this, and the speed limit goes down to this. You might completely forget that there's a turn there. Yeah, because like, there's, you just, there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's just, oh, it just yeah. changes here. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay. So that that that's good management in my perspective. Yeah, I think um, so too. And I, I like, you know, like I said, I like that he kind of, even though he didn't like directly say to me, you could tell like it kind of sunk in with him. Like, all right, you know, maybe it's not the way I would do it, but. This is how he's doing it. If this is how he has to get there, let him do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so I think micromanagement just kind of combats all the positives yeah. of of good leadership, right? Um, I, I just don't I don't see a scenario where it's effective. Do you guys at all? No, because like even no, even when like, you use the yeah. example that I had used where it might be necessary, it's not yeah. an example that's used in like a good way you know it's like it's yeah. not happening because of a good thing right and just imagine all the time you're wasting if you're the boss boss and you're having to do this you're not being as productive as you should be or can be and then maybe i mean reality of it is i forget what other book it was i think i mentioned it in one of the other episodes is maybe extreme leadership but like if the team's suffering as a whole because of one person and you're micromanaging that person instead of micromanaging Give them the opportunity to correct, right? Like, this is why we need this done this way. I'm going to empower you to do it. And if they continue to mess up and can't do it correctly, even after you explain why and the way you kind of do it, but it doesn't have to be done that way, but they still get it wrong and they refuse to listen to your way at the same time, maybe it's just time to let them go. Because mm -hmm. at that point, as a manager, like you've done everything you can. Like you've, you've given them, you've set them up for success and they failed. Um, so instead of micromanaging, wasting everybody's time and like punishing the group as a whole, it's just more efficient to, to part ways. Yeah. Right? I, um, the yeah. only, I, I will play a little bit of devil's advocate to that. Not that I think it's wrong. I think what everything mm. you said is absolutely right. And that's exactly how I see it in a, in the workplace. But and I don't want to go on too, too much of a tangent here, but I think with the way a lot of things in society are now, it's really hard to let someone go. 
mm-hmm. like from a job and like I it it sucks because we went through it when I was at uh, Ivy at the physical therapy place. We had an employee who was like she she really just wasn't good at her job. Um, she I, I I don't even really want to say she was trying to be better at it because she really wasn't. She would spend a lot of time like she would kind of disappear. Like she'd just be going and like sitting in her car, like being in the bathroom or whatever. And, uh, you know, we brought it up to our boss multiple times and, you know, we were kind of saying like, not that this is a scenario we want, but like maybe letting her go is the best thing because it's really just dragging everyone else down. And he said, Mm -hmm. well, you know, I'm, he, he, in a way said like, I'm collecting evidence to back up. And like we had, he had to collect so much evidence in order to back it up. It's like, we had to deal with an extra, like, you know, two months of this person and their bad work because, you know, God forbid they turn around and decide, oh, I'm going to sue for whatever because they fired me. So I think it's also like a little bit of a societal problem where it's like, um, I think it just needs to be recognized better that if someone is not doing their job, you know, why do I need to prove anything to you? Well, yeah, kind of have well, to, but yeah, at the same time, it's, it's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of a societal issue, but like, it should be kind of like a personal thing. Like, so I think the book that you're talking mentioned, Chris, I think was extreme ownership. So yes, that's it. Yeah. So instead of in like in certain situations, instead of putting like the blame and like uh or like putting all the pressure on like the manager at that point, try and like maybe like make that one single person understand just like, hey, like you need to take ownership for these actions. Like wh- what you're doing is causing these like issues. Your like your fellow employees, they 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 don't trust you. Uh, they they see you like slacking off all the time and they just can't they can't understand why they have to do all the work and everything like that like you need to understand like you need to ha- like take ownership for the actions that you're take like that you're doing um but yeah it, it is kind of a societal yeah, societal issue I think, to some degree i think that's a better like a better way to put it from what i said mm-hmm. um but yeah, yeah i mean, I mean just like why them- just like to me it's kind of like why is that not enough like if you flat out tell someone hey you're not doing your job and you can cite yeah. reasons A, B, and C why they're not doing their job, and you give them a second chance, and they're still not doing it. Like, well, that's that's the big part. Sorry, is the second chance, right? You, yeah, you can't just yeah. show up. Hey, you're not doing your job. Here's evidence. Exactly. It's yeah. you got to give yeah, them. A, they need to know. Yeah. Yeah. You can't got to give them a chance. Them. Right. Right. Re- rehabilitate them. Right. But, you know, um, to have to collect months of evidence in order to like just yeah. to let someone I mean, go that's, who's not doing their job. It's but like, that's not ev- that's not everywhere yeah, though. It's so. such a preposterous yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, but let me ask you this: Were they being microman? Like, were you guys micromanaging her at that point because you didn't trust her? Well, no. Like, we were trying to let her do her job, and then what ended up happening mm-hmm. was we were all having to go back and fix the mistakes. And then mm-hmm. we kept going but you to our boss like... and saying, like, you know, hey, she's still messing up the same things we've been talking about for months. Like, what are you gonna do about it? Yeah. But did you? Uh, did you communicate that with her? Oh yeah, everybody. Or did like, you just? She was one of those oh. people where like they'd say. <laughs> You know, hey, uh, you messed up this on the schedule again. She'd be like, "Oh my god!" Like, uh... it's like, no, oh, it's no. not funny. Like, it's it's a big deal now. We have to make all these changes because you screwed up again. Yeah. Hmm. Well, at least you weren't micromanaging her. That's a positive. It's true. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, yeah, you could you could waste all that time and effort micromanaging that person. They could still be messing up. So, boom. Now it's, yeah. then it's two people wasting their time. True. Yeah. Yeah. So. Don't micromanage, please. Please. Um, I hate it. It it's it makes me 
out of spite want to work less hard and not to my fullest potential. And I think that's everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, if you're in that situation, for example, myself, maybe it's not, maybe they're not trying to micromanage you and maybe it's worth having that conversation. Be like, Hey, like I'm here to do this job. Can you, can you give me the power to do me? Can you trust me to do this? And like, these are kind of examples I've noticed where kind of they, they make me want to step back a little bit and bring that up because I like the can, most consistent theme throughout this podcast has been clear communication, right? So if you just sit there and take it and you don't bring it up and let the person know, they might not know they're doing it. They must, they might just like, you know, not be used to, to being in that leadership role or something like that. So clear communication is right? really important. It's very hard for some people though. Like, uh, it's very hard. Yeah, like anyone that suffers from like anxiety in any way whatsoever, like uh, I know like just the other day, I think it was yesterday actually. Yeah, I had to confront someone about something and like, man, my heart was racing. I'm just like, hey, <laughs> I need to talk to you like in private. Like that yeah. whole time I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's never fun. Yeah, you're like yeah. trying to gather, you're trying no, to gather your thoughts fun. and your, your knees weak, arms are heavy, and your palms are sweaty, <laughs> mom's spaghetti, mom's spaghetti on your sweater, mom's spaghetti. Anyway. Never micromanagement ever again. <laughs> like a crack hopefully, uh, hopefully you guys learned something. Um, without Jared here, I will be doing the outro, I guess. Ooh. Um, ooh. Or I can do it. No, I want to do it. Yeah, go for it. No, Randy. I'm oh, micromanaging oh. you. I'm going to do it at 1.25 central time. Um, I'll give you the why. Why? Because you suck. <laughs> just Jeez, kidding. Just, just kidding. fire me already. <laughs> No, honestly, I hope you guys learned something. Uh, if you're in a leadership role, maybe maybe try to be aware, become aware if you are doing this. Uh, maybe giving your people benefit of the doubt is like the best thing you can do. But if you do have to you know, manage a little bit tighter, just recognize it and maybe explain why you're having to do that to someone. Um, and they'll respect you more for it. So with that being said, thanks for listening. You can follow our socials linked in the description. All of our personal Instagrams are linked. Uh, the Audible link, don't forget, is down there below. We've mentioned a few books this episode. Um, yeah, we also have a Patreon link. Uh, we haven't been pushing that, but there is a Patreon link down below if you would like to support the show in another way. Uh, we do appreciate you. And as we mentioned last episode or two episodes ago, um, a lot of people have uh, kind of been saying, you know, we oh, we're listening to the show. We're listening to a few episodes. We really, really like it. And word of mouth for us is spreading pretty well. Um, so we're growing again. Um, that kind of comes with the the being back more on socials. So hopefully you guys enjoy that. And we're trying to get some more. But, you know, full-time jobs again. COVID's kind of over. So back to work full-time is making it a little bit more difficult. Um, but with that being said, give us a follow. Support us if you'd like. We appreciate you. And hopefully you learned something. And from all of us here at Lessons Learned, until next time. See you. See you.